Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie, who's the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we have just come off a great, great Easter weekend, uh, great Good Friday services. Uh, we did our first uh, sunrise service, and who knew that so many people would show up? So we'll be better prepared next year. We promise, you know, like amplification and chairs and things like that. So, but it was an amazing, amazing morning. Uh, just great. A lot of folks showing up and, um, you know, the gospel was preached and, and God was glorified. And we're so excited about what that means for us from Friday to Sunday, from from death to resurrection and what that means for us as Christians. And, and so we just want to get a couple topics this morning. And uh, if you missed the sermon, whitefieldschurch.com, you can get over there. You can download our Good Friday service. You can download our uh, Sunday morning service and, uh, you know, share it with your friends, any of your favorite podcast platforms, you can find it there. And if you would, please like, subscribe, you know, write, rate and review. It really helps to get our content uh, up there in the front when people are asking questions about life and God, and we can give them Christ-centered, gospel-centered answers to those questions. But we come to the Easter weekend, and... and um, you know, a lot of the same topics seem to come up over the Easter weekend uh, regarding some, you know, things that, that, that uh, you know, over the years have gained traction. And on your blog, if uh, on nickkitty.org, if you haven't read uh, Pastor Nick's blog before, these couple of uh, articles always seem to gain traction every single year, and this year more so. And uh, so we just wanted to discuss those. The first one being... Um, you know, that idea of, you know, Easter and it fr- being from this, uh, you know, pagan ceremony called Ishtar. And you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so Ishtar is the pagan goddess of um, fertility and things like that. And so there's a lot of, there's this claim that goes around every year with uh, Facebook memes and, you know, Instagram memes, which is always a super good place to get your information about history and theology. Of course, that's not true. Um, but, you know, there's this thing going around. It's been going around for a long time that uh, Easter and, and that word Easter, it's so similar to the word Ishtar because um, Easter is basically the festival of Ishtar and therefore we should call it Resurrection Sunday um, and not Easter because Easter is pagan in origin and the proof of that is that we have the Easter bunny and the Easter eggs. I would just encourage people to do some research because um, this has been really not just uh, refuted, but very proven to be not true. And um, if you get, okay, so there's the etymological issue, which is the origin of the word. And then there's the origin of things like Easter bunny, Easter eggs. And some people say, hey, what does Easter bunny and Easter eggs have to do with Easter? It's actually an interesting story. And, and actually it does have to do with Easter. And guess what? It comes from Christianity, but in a roundabout way. It doesn't come from the Bible. It comes from Christian tradition. And here's how. That during the, the Lenten feast, or it's not really a feast, right? Lent is a fast, a Lenten fast. Um, For 40 days before Easter, um, this uh, traditionally many Christian groups have not eaten eggs during this time. Some don't eat meat on certain days, like on Good Friday. But traditionally, especially in the Orthodox Church, even today, uh, Christians do not, eat, do not eat eggs. And so what they would do is that you can imagine people, especially living in more rural agrarian societies, they have a lot of chickens around, right? So they're throwing out all these eggs during, during this time. One of the things that they would do in preparation for 
Easter coming is that they would start to uh, take those eggs and hard boil them so that they would last longer. And then they said, okay, well, we're hard boiling them and there's this big buildup. And so they would start decorating the eggs uh, in preparation for the big Easter meal. And then they began just uh, playing games with the kids and hiding them. And uh, some people have even said maybe there's a correlation between how during the, um, the Passover meal, the Seder meal, there's a tradition with the Jewish people where they take these three pieces of, of unleavened bread and they have this one called the afikomen. It's the one that's placed in the middle. And then they'll often hide that and then make a game of it for the children to find. So really, this is all the Easter egg thing is. Is a tradition which comes from people not eating eggs during Lent. As they prepare for Easter, some people started decorating them. Some people started making a game out of it for the children. And there you go. As far as the Easter bunny, that comes from German uh, immigrants to the United States in the 1700s. They created it. It's, it's nothing pagan. It actually is just similar. It's more similar to like Mickey Mouse or, you know, like a, you would have like a... I don't know, uh, like at an amusement park, you would have somebody who's dressed up as something. They began having this idea of the Easter bunny. And uh, I think one of my favorite memes online is not the pagan stuff, but the, the pictures from like the 1950s of children being held by a person in an Easter bunny costume and just freaking out. <laughs> Those are always funny. So, okay. Um, yeah, as far as the word Ishtar etymology of it, um, the word Ishtar, Ishtar really has nothing to do with Easter. The word Easter comes from a German translation of the Latin word in albis, which means dawn. And dawn is an important theme when it comes to um, the resurrection of Jesus and the hope, the eschatological hope of Christianity or, or the ultimate hope of Christianity, which we talked about at our, at our sunrise service, about how Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1 that dawn is a picture of what is happening right now, that we live at this time where darkness and light exist at the same time, and yet the light, Jesus, has broken through the darkness, and it's only a matter of time before the sun rises and drives out all the darkness and a new day dawns. That is a picture, Peter says, of every single day we get of the hope that we have in Christ of the what we would call the eschatological hope, the ultimate hope that we have of what is to come uh, because of Jesus. And so that in albis, meaning dawn, became in German, Eustrum, and from that, uh, in like old German, and then from that we get our word Easter. And of course, you may know, and any of our Spanish speakers out there know as well, that um, most languages don't even use any derivation of the word Eustrum or Easter. Um, most languages, particularly Latin-based and, and other languages, use um, uh, a derivative of the Latin and Greek words, which are the same, by the way, Pascha. Uh, is the word for that. And so, so like, um, I think in, in Spanish, it's Pasqua, you know, French, Pasque, it's, it's it, in uh, Russian, Pascha. I mean, it's, this is how most people refer to it. So it's not even an issue for them. And I think that we can say that, that this really has nothing to do with each other. Um, it just happens to be that Easter, maybe in English sounds a little bit like Ishtar, but it doesn't in most languages of the world. And it really has no relation at all. So, so the, the moral of the story is don't get your theology from memes. That's right. Unless <laughs> there's some good memes. I mean, maybe somebody needs to make some theology memes. Yeah, maybe. This might be maybe. your calling, Mike. Yeah, a lot of people getting their theology from TikTok these days. So, yeah. But yeah, so if that, that's a, that was a, a, a great answer to that. You can get a lot more of this kind of content at 
at nickkitty.org and uh, just been rebranded his blog over there called Theology for the People, right? That's right. And we'll link it in the comments below and you'll be able to get there and be able to read that. Another article you'll find there on the topic of Easter is when, you know, people, when they do the math, you know, for when when Jesus was crucified and when he was resurrected in the three days and three nights, it doesn't always equal Friday. And mm. so you have an article that, that uh, talks about that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, traditionally, of course, we refer to uh, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday. Uh, the problem, though, is that Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, he's recorded as saying, they, they asked him for a sign that he really was the Messiah. And he said, only one sign will be given to you. That's the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The problem is that even if you kind of uh, fuzzy the, the, the numbers because you might say, okay, well, the Jewish people, and this is true, Jewish people count the beginning of a new day at dusk, not at dawn. So you would say, okay, the beginning of the new day happened at that time. But still, we have the issue of three days, three nights. The nights is the issue. So at most, you have two nights and maybe three days, right? So um, how do we make sense of that? Because if there's no three nights, then how did Jesus even fulfill his own prophecy. And so um, it would seem like, oh, no, this is a really big issue, but it's really not. It, what it comes down to is, in our minds, it's, it's hard to wrap our minds around this because we're so used to thinking about Good Friday. Um, but the real issue is that it says it actually in the Bible. In uh, John chapter 19, verse 31, it says that they wanted to get Jesus off the cross because the next day was a special Sabbath. Now, we have to explain what a special Sabbath is, but just to give you a preview of the answer so people know, here's what happened. Jesus died actually on a Thursday. Friday was a special Sabbath. Saturday was a regular Sabbath. Sunday, he resurrected, and there's your three days and three nights. Um, and again, it's in the text. It should be clear. But here's how that works, is that um, Easter always takes place. This is another question that was asked me, by, by the way, on Sunday. Why is it the date of Easter changes every year? The reason is because the calendar we follow is based on the rotation of the earth around the sun. It's a solar calendar. The calendar that the Jews follow is our, the traditional calendar is a um, lunar calendar, which means that it follows the moon phases. And so all the dates of things. So Easter always happens on the Sunday following the Paschal full moon. So that, if that helps, but here's what, what that means is that, um, the, Feast of Unleavened Bread would take place on a certain day. I believe it was the 14th or 15th day of Nisan, according to the book of Exodus. It explains when, when these things would take place, and Leviticus. They, they explain when these things need to take place uh, every year, according to the Jewish calendar. Now, that changes every year, um, just like the date of Easter changes. But um, so sometimes that falls on a Friday, sometimes it falls on a Tuesday, just like, let's say, the 4th of July, right? Uh, the date of the day of the week it falls on changes every year. Well, sometimes what that means is that that is what's called a special Sabbath. A special Sabbath is kind of like how we have bank holidays, right? So every Sunday is a bank holiday, but also there are other bank holidays that sometimes fall on different days of the year. So what basically happened is that the Feast of Unleavened Bread began on a Friday, but then Saturday is always a Sabbath. So you had two Sabbaths back to back, the regular Saturday Sabbath and the 
beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is on a Friday, which means that Jesus died on a Thursday, then was in the grave Friday, Saturday, rose on Sunday. Okay. Now that kind of adds up. Yeah, I think that's been confusing. I mean, I know for me, I never really even thought about it until I finally did the math. and like, yeah, that doesn't add up, you know, and then did looked into it a little bit and, you know, uh, understood a little bit about what the special Sabbaths and those those kind of things are. And so people can find that on your blog if they want to get more details, more references on that kind of stuff. You can go over to nickkady.org um, and Theology for the People, his blog over there, and you can get a lot of great content. And especially these two questions that we, we talked about today, is Ishtar, is Easter and Ishtar basically the same thing? And, you know, how does the math for, for our Easter week, you know, how did that how does that all add up? And get over there and, you know, and, and learn some some new things, you know. And it's uh, good to just research these things sometimes and not just kind of take take it at, you know, face value or, you know, whatever you hear and just go with the flow as a lot of people do when they, you know, forward that meme, you know. <laughs> so it's always good to kind of dig deep and know what you believe and understand it. You know, that's kind of what we're trying to do here when we do these sermon extras, kind of dig deeper and just kind of know why we believe what we believe and uh, get, get, you know, get behind it, get the facts, get the research done. So if you missed anything, whitefieldschurch.com, you can get over there and listen to our sermons from Good Friday and from Sunday. And uh, of course, like and subscribe, ring the bell, and we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.